the volume. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future Brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, Start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of the Colin Coward podcast. Some great guests this week. Going to bring you all the best moments. But first up, the best of my rants for the week. The Russell Westbrook to the Lakers for KCP, Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harold, and a draft pick. Initially, you know I'm not a huge Westbrook fan. I've said this, that Cam Newton's game as an NFL quarterback and Westbrook's game as an NBA player, the game has moved away from them. In the NFL right now, it's about efficiency. That's not Cam. In the NBA, it's about shooting. That's not Westbrook. And he would have to play often off the ball with LeBron James, and that's not really his strength. He's not a shot maker. He's a playmaker. But I thought a lot about this. Is LeBron James thinking, because you know he okayed this. Listen, I know Westbrook. We work out at UCLA. Westbrook, by the way, has a house about three miles from LeBron. They're friends. They respect each other. Is LeBron saying, number one, nobody plays harder than Russell Westbrook. And I have got to get, regardless of his inconsistency, I mean, Westbrook's not even the best version of Westbrook anymore, but he plays a lot of minutes. He plays with undeniable passion. He absolutely is completely, utterly committed to basketball. He's often said, my best friend's the ball. From a psychological standpoint, do you bring Westbrook in? AD watches his commitment. He sees LeBron's commitment. And there's a feeling like, hey, I got to get my shit together. I can't let these two down. Like, we know Westbrook's a flawed player. We know he can't hit three-pointers. Even his free throw shooting has dramatically dropped in recent years. But I think there's a psychological play here. Westbrook plays as hard as anybody in the league. LeBron plays as hard as anybody in the league. That's the knock on Anthony Davis. Listen, Kuzma... KCP, Montrez Harrell, and a draft pick. 
Those are marginally talented players who are inconsistent. LeBron's thinking, why not get a Hall of Fame player that's inconsistent? The other thing that jumped to the forefront with me that's kind of funny, I thought to myself, is Chris Paul looking at this thinking, wait a minute, I got a house in L.A. too. We're way better friends than Westbrook. Westbrook left Oklahoma City. I came in with a tanking team. We made the playoffs. Westbrook bombed with Houston. I got Houston to the Western Conference Final with James Harden. I made the laughable Suns into a finals team. Is Chris Paul looking at this thinking, LeBron, I'm, <laughs> I'm the perfect piece for this. You know, right now we're witnessing one of the biggest paradigm shifts in the history of sports. Athletes speaking out on their own mental health and the steps they feel they need to take to protect it. So Simone Biles withdraws from the Olympic team over mental health reasons. Aaron Rodgers saying recently he needed time away from the game before reporting to camp. Naomi Osaka took time away from tennis. Last year, Dak Prescott admitted that his family issues and the pandemic led to him suffering from depression and anxiety. Yeah, it happens to football players too. Sports has always been about a machine that never stops, and sometimes athletes have been the casualty of that machine. Now we're recognizing it doesn't have to be that way. The top athletes now are realizing they shouldn't have to be servants to those sports. What changed? Well, it used to be the league. The league was the business. The athletes were the employees. But now, thanks to social media and shoe companies and other sponsors, the actual individual athlete is a business too. Athletes have more demands, many of them coming from outside the sport. So star athletes are basically CEOs of their own brands. And that means it's up to the individual athlete to speak up and say, hey, this isn't right for me. This is too much for me. I got to step off the treadmill. This is where the line needs to be drawn. Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Simone Biles, too much on their plate? They can step off. Pressure, responsibility is overwhelming. They deserve to be treated differently. They deserve the chance to have a say in managing those demands. Listen, dumb guys argue all the time about toughness. The reality is too many people see mental fatigue and anxiety as a weakness. I don't think the average fan understands the pressure athletes are on, elevated now, by the vile nature of social media. People forget that LeBron James, in the finals against Dallas, pre his first title, acknowledge it got to him. He couldn't be the league villain, the stress, the anxiety. He had the only really awful series in his entire career. Yes, LeBron James. Matt Mosley, co-host of the Doomday podcast. He's covering the Cowboys. Thoughts on the Big 12, Texas, Oklahoma, Bolting. Let's start with this. Jerry Jones admits last week at a press conference he screwed up the dynasty. First, were you surprised he admitted it? Had he ever said that privately around you know the Cowboy circles? No, he, he'd never gone that far. That, that's, that's as far as he's ever gone. He's kind of joked about it. But to say I should have been more deferential and I screwed it up. Now, of course, he sort of let that Switzer story almost do, tell the joke for him. So he didn't have to make just an out and out apology. But um, I mean, we've been around him a ton. We've never heard him go that far. What was the reaction in Dallas with his comments? Well, you know, he had already been really emotional through that whole news conference. And um 
that's an old Jerry tactic. It's a, it's kind of over the last 10 years as he's aged a little bit is to, he, he sort of believes if he can cry a little bit. Now I, th- I think it's pretty genuine, but he leans into his tears a little bit because like when he says, I'll write a check, I would write a check for a Super Bowl in his mind or the tears accompanying that that's a big deal. But the thing about with, with Jimmy, um, I think the reaction was one of, of shock. And even a guy that, uh, you know, I do the podcast with Ed Werder that was back there covering those teams, I think was taken aback by that level of, I mean, everybody else has said it. Darren Woodson has told us that Troy Aikman has said over the years, what would it have been like to have several more years and for Jerry to say it and admit any fault um, is, is pretty like, I, I think most of us are kind of worried about him. Well, you know, it's funny. People get older. They get a bit more melancholy. You're on the back nine. It's, you know, everything hurts when you get up in the morning. In, in, in Dallas, though, is it, is it largely understood? Did people hold it against Jimmy Johnson when he left? Or do they understand it? Well, at the time, it was, I think it was probably more Jimmy's fault. There's a big argument over that. But I just think Jerry was still so fresh off of the whole Landry thing that even with the Super Bowls, that it was easier for folks to blame Jerry because there was still some leftover resentment. And so when that happened, the blowback was more on Jerry and he was the one left to, to have to wear that. And you remember he famously said, I could find 500 coaches who could win a Super Bowl for this team. And, um, and Jimmy let him have a try at it. You know, it's interesting as we pivot now into this year, uh, the NFL basically came out like Thursday and Friday and said, <clears throat> yeah, get vaccinated or there'll be new rules for you. And it's fairly obvious that if you're a borderline player at the 53 man cut and you're not vaccinated, you're done. If you're a star, you're Cole Beasley, you know, whether he's a star or not, but he's a very vital top slot receiver for Buffalo. You know, Cole Beasley is not going to get vaccinated. He'll probably hang around. But a borderline player will not. I mean, if if I can choose vaccinated or not vaccinated for a gunner on special teams and they're close, I'm going vaccinated. Do we know every cowboy coach, I believe, is vaccinated? Mm -hmm. Is that true? And what's the rate, do you think, among cowboy players? You know, interestingly, I think Mike McCarthy offered his players some cover saying that he was hesitant to get it. And so... I think we live in such a polarizing world right now. It's kind of like, oh, you didn't get it. You're stupid. You know, like there's no middle ground. There's no conversation about this at all. And so McCarthy sort of said, I had some issues with this and it took me a while. I believe the whole coaching staff has it. I believe Jerry's playing fast and loose with like a handful of guys haven't been fully vaccinated. I think, (laughs) I think he's counting guys who may have, had their COVID tests to make sure they don't have COVID. You know, he's also obviously counting the people that have had the first uh, shot. And what's, cr- what's weird to me in this whole thing, I think we're finding out more, Colin, people that got the first vaccination just said, oh, I think that's enough. I think I'll stop right here. And my, my yeah. thought is like, if, okay, if you want to have an argument and don't want to do it, I don't come on here. I don't try to like tell everybody what to do. But if you do go to the trouble to get the first one, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me not to get the second one. 
right. and, I, and I think part of that is there was so much talk about people getting sick and having a little bit of a bad reaction to the second one. I mean, I'd heard a little bit of that. And so yeah. I probably I was taking, you know, I was just knocking down Advil and NyQuil right after I had the second one. I'm like, I'm going to ward this off. I, right. I, I'm not going to allow this to happen. I did fine. Um, it was kind of groggy from all the NyQuil, but I, I, I hung in there. I, I think Jerry and a lot of the NFL is fudging the numbers on this thing. I do find it fascinating that a coach has been, I mean, like thrown overboard, basically. I mean, now that was, that got everybody's attention. It's one thing, even star players to react, oh, I don't want to do this. I can't believe they're making me do this. If guys are going to get paid, they're going to get in line. I don't think guys are going to retire over the vaccination, but a coach losing his job over it, that really made things real for me. I was like, whoa, I didn't. And I thought Jerry would walk a fine line. You know what I think Jerry did, Colin? I think I, he and Michael Irvin are extremely close. That's what I've heard. I, I, I'm not so sure that Jerry and Michael hadn't talked before Michael's comments. I'm not saying he told him to go off and rip anybody or anything like that. I'm simply saying that they are very close. And even though Michael basically called people out and said, the guys that aren't, haven't hit this threshold, they don't want to win the Super Bowl badly enough. Jerry, given the chance to kind of walk that fine line, said, I agree with everything Michael said. So I, I think it's easier for Michael to send that message than for Jerry to come out that strong. I mean, Jerry does not want to be the bogeyman and, and scare his guys, scare his players, but he doesn't mind Michael doing it. So right. I, I, I kind of, I, every once in a while, I, I start thinking, I think those guys might've been working together a little bit. The big 12 is essentially the mountain West conference with humidity uh, without Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, that's what it is. So my first reaction to it is, you know, they're saying is it just means more in the SEC. They're just trying to assemble the biggest brands. They don't know how it's going to shake out. Nobody knows how it's going to shake out. But the SEC saying, listen, however it shakes out, we're going to have the best assets. And if you guys want to do realignment, if the NCAA wants to step in, because what, what's happening with the SEC, I heard a rumor today from a very reliable source, the Big Ten's going after USC. Hard hard. So my takeaway is the SEC and the Big Ten are saying, we don't know how it shakes out, Matt. We just want the best assets. So, you know, it's funny. Mike Leach years ago made a prediction. He said, I think we're going to end up with a Pac-12, the Big Ten and the SEC, and then some little Northeast conference. And the conferences won't matter as much. We'll have an expanded playoff. And, you know, if one conference has six of the 12 teams, they do. I've always thought that Texas and USC are two of the biggest glamour brands in the sport. They don't win as much as people think historically, but they're so valuable. Great cities, Austin, Texas, Los Angeles. They're, they're, they're sexy. They're not rural. They're not Southern. Um, I'm not shocked by this. What was your initial reaction? Let's start with that. When the story broke. Well, I'm reacting to this USC news right now, and I'm just hoping the Trojans have the academics to get into the, the Big Ten. You know, <laughs> they really love to brag on their research, their research grants, and you've got to be a, a, a certain level. 
So let's hope USC has the academics to get in there. No, that's fast. That's very interesting to me. I would like to, if the Big Ten's looking, I would like them to look at Baylor if they truly wanted, a, a, you know, an academic bastion, my alma mater, and your Mountain West jokes. I mean, I almost walked out on that. I mean, we're, we're in a world of hurt, the leftovers in the Big 12. So this is hurting. Now, my initial reaction was, this is the most Texas thing ever. And what you said is so right. There's two things that are happening. Two teams are going in there. There's a football program with OU, with wins constantly, and there's a brand. And, I mean, there are people, I mean, the, 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 the UT brand, I get it. It's a big deal. They bring in a bunch of money. I'm just interested. The brand may be huge, but you'll get, you'll get swallowed alive if you go in there and they play like they have in the Big 12 in their sixth or seventh. Um, and I mean, right now they would be like fourth in whatever, whatever they end up in, in the West or fifth. I mean, that's where they are. That's kind of what level yeah. they've been playing at. Seven, yeah. So, I mean, A&M has actually gotten pretty good. I mean, they're going in this year as whatever, expected to be number maybe four or five of the country. So this thing's paid off for them. I just think it's hilarious. The way we see this in Texas is they can't stand for little brother, which is A&M, to go and have all this success and enjoy the riches and the whatever that come with the SEC. They, they just couldn't stand it anymore. And they had to go jump in. And, and what you got to know about UT, they may be a great brand. What they also are are home wreckers. And they screw up everything they join. And they in the Big 12 gave them everything they possibly could have wanted like the Longhorn Network. Nobody else got anything. What did OU get? I mean, I don't even think anything exists up there, like as far as like a, a special network. We got, the rest of us got third-tier rights, which means nothing. I mean, literally, you don't, you know, like, it's like watching stuff without broadcasters. I mean, there's, it's, a, it's horrible. And then they get their own network. It's not great. It's not a great network, but it, they got it. So they've been given everything in the world they want. So it's just never enough. So what I tweeted about the other day, and most, you know, a lot of my Twitter stuff is jokes, but the thing that I'm being truthful about is people thought I was joking. Within two or three years, Texas expects every single one of those schools to report to it. They really do. And people say, well, they'll have to fall in line. That won't happen. That's who they are. So you say they're the biggest brand, they USC. And, and brand, I saw something today that you maybe you retweeted it. It was like, some bill in the billions or whatever their brand right. is the biggest right above Alabama, but you gotta, you actually have to win in the sec to remain yeah. relevant. And they didn't even win in the big 12, a, a conference that quite honestly is putting out no NFL players in, in, in Texas. Couldn't win three titles in 25 years. Yeah. And we're supposed to be in the SEC. We're supposed to be, oh, my gosh, in the SEC. Sark. I mean, you guys on the West Coast, y'all know Sark. I mean, Washington, USC, he rehabbed his image because he went to Alabama. But do we all think that Sark is going to show up at Texas and just roll? I don't see it. And so I think they're stepping into it. it, it their fans will get excited for te temporary. And then they're just going to go get run.
One of the things I love about betting my favorite sports, I'm always finding new player props or game props I like. And what's cool about the FanDuel Sportsbook, you can combine those props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. It's called Same Game Parlay Bet. I think it's their best feature. You can find it only on FanDuel. Same Game Parlay is just one of the reasons I bet with FanDuel. It's easy to use, easy to register, easy to deposit, easy to find your bet, live betting, you, you can place your bet fast during a game if you see a trend you like. Odds, boosts, and specials every day. Some big super boosts each weekend around the biggest local and national matchups. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today, create a same-game parlay, and please use the promo code Colin to sign up. New users, if you use the code, get their first bet risk-free up to 1000 bucks. FanDuel will refund you up to 1000 bucks back in site credit if you don't win. The promo code again is Colin, so they know I sent you. 21 plus and present in Colorado, Indiana, or New Jersey. Must wager in designated offer market. $10 first deposit required, 150 max bonus. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gaming problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, and 1-800-GAMBLER in Jersey. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. 
we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let's bring on Bruce Feldman. Writer for The Athletic. New York Times bestselling author. Fox Sports reporter. Lots of stuff to dig through with football. Let's bring him on. Let's talk about USC. What are they best served doing going forward, Bruce? I think USC, if Pete Carroll's still the head coach and they are, whether they're the preeminent program or one of them, then I think they have a lot more leverage here. You know, I I think whoever's going to be the head coach at USC three years from now, maybe it's Clay Helton. I feel like he's recruiting, you know, better now than he did two years ago, but he's basically been on the perennial hot seat. And, you know, there's a lot of, you, you know, this place too, they could, they have enough talent and they're in a league where it is, nobody is really close to them, at least in their division personnel wise. So maybe Oregon has some guys USC really wants, and there's there's you know there's some at, at different programs. But by and large, USC you'd have to screw it up for them to do worse than nine and three. And so right. they're in this kind of weird, like kind of tricky region of do they make a coaching change and feel like hey we're going to push forward? Or are they still going to have Clay Helton and feel like we're going to be pretty good? And but that is not drawing people the way the Pac-12 needs USC to be. And if Ohio State was a four and eight, five and seven, six and six middling program, I'm not saying USC is that far back, but it was a couple of years ago. They had a really awful year um, and they haven't had a great year in a long time. That would that would diminish the, the Big Ten in a big way. You know, I mean. The pack, the the SEC always has somebody really strong. Even when Alabama takes a step back for a year, right. LSU has one of the best seasons anybody's had in 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 fifty years. Or so it just kind of there's always somebody there. If I'm USC, you know, you got it. By the way, you just had a new president. You had a new AD who's getting established just in the last couple of years. You got a scandal ridden university, not just in athletics. So they've had a lot of stuff to kind of get, try to get a handle on. I think if they were to go independent, it would be a really uh, gutsy move. I think it, I, I just don't know if they have the foresight to be able to orchestrate it when the rest of the university is in such an unstable in, in situation. It doesn't feel like a move USC is, is ready to jump out and have the confidence to, to, to be able to be proactive and that ready to pull it off. Notre Dame's an academic power and right now a football power. Uh, I don't feel they fit the SEC. I do feel they fit the Big Ten. If I said, where's Notre Dame in two years? What's your guess? My guess is they're going to still be uh, independent. They cling to that uniqueness. You know, if they go to the Big Ten, you know what? You just said, you know, Notre Dame's a great academic institution. So is Michigan. So is Northwestern. By the way, Northwestern is like kind of in the same footprint as, you know, in, d- nearby Chicago, even closer to Chicago. It's not to say that Notre Dame would fall apart in the Big Ten, um, but whatever they are, I mean, they recruit nationally. So does Ohio State. Ohio State has been 
able to get closer to the, you know, they've won a national title, albeit it was, you know, it was a little while ago now, but I think that's the challenge. Notre Dame is going, you know, they have the right coach. Brian Kelly has done a tremendous job there. Now they've gotten blown out whenever they've gotten really close in the playoff. And I think the challenge is if they go someplace else, if they go to the Big Ten, if they try to, you know, make it permanent with the ACC, you're right. I don't see them. It does, and and this was something I heard in my reporting uh, a week ago was that among the mod, financial models and projections ESPN did with Greg Sankey that included Texas and Oklahoma, I understand that there was something you know kicked around about Notre Dame. I don't, you know, Notre Dame seems like a really odd fit to me with the SEC, and you know, I just feel like when you talk to, you know, I talked to the new commissioner of the Pac-12 the other day, George Klyovkov, and one of the things that you know, you hear talk about is cultural fit of how things are. I mean, it. I don't think that's entirely a cop out at certain places that really cling to it. And I think Notre Dame is definitely one of those places that it would just seem like, do you really want to get into this end of the pool? Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're going to bring a guest today on that has created an already successful business. And the business he had was called Overtime. Now, if you have not heard of Overtime, you're probably over 50 years old. Overtime is a sports brand founded five years ago by a man named Dan Porter and Zach Wiener. Overtime distributed content through all the major social platforms. It now has five years later, nearly 50 million followers, 2 billion views a month. The account, the Overtime account show highlights from top high school athletes. Trey Young, by the way, got his initial exposure through Overtime. And then five years later this year, Overtime announced it was forming a new professional basketball league called Overtime Elite that will launch in about seven weeks. The league will pay 16, 17, and 18-year-olds to play basketball in Atlanta. The players will receive at least a hundred grand salary and equity in the league. They can forego high school. They can forego college basketball and the G League. Kevin Durant, David Stern, the late David Stern, both investors. Not only is overtime a raging success. I believe overtime elite, as we describe it to you, the nurturing of 16, 17-year-old athletes, a choice they didn't previously had, will fundamentally, within a decade, change basketball. It has almost a European Academy feel to it. It is a fascinating business, and I wish I had the money to invest. And so now Dan is joining us with the Overtime Elite Basketball League, debuting in September. So first of all, give me, Dan, your kitchen table moment. You were an executive, a very successful guy. The kitchen table moment with you and Zach when you said, why didn't we think of this before? For us, it started when I worked at Endeavor, William Morris Endeavor, WMEIMG. Um, and I was running the digital talent division. I, I had started and sold some companies before that. Uh, and I went in and I started talking to the major sports leagues in 2013, 2014. And they're very smart and they do an insane amount of research. And they all basically said, like, we're really concerned about the next generation of fans, right? You know, you have, you know, NBA and NFL fans, like young people picking their favorite team based on playing 2K and Madden. And I'm, I grew up in Philadelphia, like you didn't have a choice. You were an Eagles fan or like your neighbor would beat you up. Like the idea that I was like, oh, I, you know, I think the Saints look amazing. I love their uniform because I play them every time I play Madden. They're going to be my favorite team. Like that was not a narrative that ever happened. And why do we care about that? We care about that because cities rely on fans to watch local broadcasts, to come to games, to fill those games. Um, and so it was clear that the nature of the fan was changing. It was clear that the access, like we have less than half the people in this country have cable television. Um, and so their ability to watch and it's like, oh, is that game blacked out? How do I watch that other game and all that type of stuff like that? Um, and it's clear that, you know, the viewer now who's 18, 20, 24, even us, we have so much choice that we've never had before, right? We can watch Netflix, we can watch Game of Thrones, we can listen to 
five different podcasts on Kong Cowherd's podcast network. We can play Fortnite, we can play Call of Duty. Like there's so many things. And I remember I went um, to Europe and I sat with like one of the most famous soccer football coaches of all time. And he's like, look, I'm worried in 10 years that every kid who grew up playing Fortnite isn't gonna be filling the stadium. And so you kind of step away from that and you think, okay, well, there's not a lot of opportunities in sports. Here I am, I'm representing like all the biggest creators, YouTubers, Instagrammers. I mean, these people have billions of views and here sports is, is saying like, oh my gosh, we're worried about the future. And the future isn't like getting a cool YouTuber to come to a game and be like, hey kids, football's cool. You should start sitting for three hours on your couch uh, and, and you know watching. Um, and so it was clear that each generation needed a different story, a different narrative. Um, and we thought between the fact that Zach at that time was 24, 25, and this was his generation, and the fact that I had this experience running these companies and then was representing all these big creators that we could create something that was really different. And what's interesting is that we basically had to look for where our opportunity was. So if everybody was indexed on live sports, we went and indexed on social. You know, if, if everybody was like, the only thing that matters is, you know, pro sports. We're like, let's find opportunities which people in areas that people don't think about. People didn't think in 2014 that you could build a big sports business on top of every social platform. They didn't think anybody cared about a bunch of kids in high school. And if I say it like they don't care about a bunch of kids in high school, they don't care about a bunch of kids in high school. And I think what we understand, but if I say, this is Ian Williamson, this guy is literally pulverizing rims and I'm gonna show you stuff that happens and it's gonna feel amazing. Um, all of a sudden they care. And, and part of the secret of overtime was almost the antithesis about everything that we know about sports. So what do we like to talk about? What place are they in? What's their one loss record? If you like baseball, how many games out are they? You know, what's his percentage from, from the free throw line? When you start to talk about a player nobody's heard about, like, it makes people not care. Like if I show Zion or LaMelo Ball or any of these young players who are coming out, nobody knows what place their team is in. They don't know what league they're in. They don't even know what team they play in, right? They're like, this is a dope story about a bunch of cool kids. I wanna be like that kid. And by the way, I saw him before he was in the NBA draft. And so in a weird way, taking all the preconceptions that we have, the only thing that matters is pro sports. The only thing that matters is live games. And everybody cares about stats and standings and everything else. And essentially turning those on our head, that's kind of how we snuck up on everyone. And then you create overtime elite basketball league that doesn't, you're going to go in, you have a huge facility in Atlanta. And yeah. essentially what you're going to do, and this is where I don't understand how you do it. How do you, because Nike's in this business, they go find 14-year-olds that are great, 12-year-olds. They find Dwight Howard when he's 11. You're yeah. going to go find elite high school basketball players and say, don't go to college. Don't go to the G League. Come to overtime elite, like an academy in Europe, right? Like, and you're going to stay there for, so the players, do they come to you or do you go scout and find them? Yeah, it's a good question. So the first thing I want to say is like, I am pro college. I'm pro the G League. I'm pro everything. I think for us, we wanted to create another choice and another option. And I feel like there's literally nothing more American than having freedom of choice. And 
three or four years ago, you had one choice, right? You used to at least be able to go to the NBA out of high school. Your choice was you had to go play one and done, or right. you had to be like one of one of a million players and go play in Europe. And lack of choice is bad because every player is different. Every young person is different. Every family situation is different. And so we just wanted to offer a choice that was different from college and where you know, you said you said this stuff about the G League. I think the point about the G League is the G League is a development league. It's not a media property, right? Like it's a great option for for to develop players, to stash players, to do things like that. But at the core, team owners own an NBA team. They don't need a competing media product for you know their NBA team. That's a fantastic media product. But for us, you know, we can do both. We can offer an option to players. We scout players. We recruit players. Players reach out to us. We're international, right? You know, you, you think about who won the MVP, Giannis. He didn't go to Duke, you know. Neither did Luka Doncic. Neither did any of these guys, as you know, because you were making the academy references. And so for us, we scout. Players come to us. We're trying to find 24, 30 young people we think are going to be pros in the NBA or abroad. We want to give them essentially the Juilliard of basketball with education around that. And we want to create a dope media product. Like you have like the best voice for radio. Like you should come down and call a game for us. Because I don't need another version of Marv Alpert. Like Marv Alpert's amazing. And like all that stuff, I go in a catatonic stupor when I hear those announcers because it, it, it like makes me feel like I'm in the 70s, 80s, 90s and above. Right. But like that hasn't changed. Like I could watch a game now and it feels like I'm watching a game in 1979, except Howard Cosell is dead. Like there's really almost no change or innovation in the whole nature of the broadcast. And I think for us, we have this amazing thing. We can take the players, we can train them and we can pay them because they want to make money now. And we can create a media product around it because we don't have to touch what's on the court, right? We don't have a five point shot or a 10 point shot. We could change the way it's filmed, which is why we built our own kind of sound stage, our show court to plan. We can change the way it's called. We can change the way the fans engage. Like we have almost like a blank whiteboard in terms of our ability to create innovation around that. And, and if you ask me, how do you know when you're successful? I feel like we'll be successful when other leagues copy stuff that we've done. If you look at Instagram now, SportsCenter, House of Highlights, those guys, they look like overtime, like they use our captions, they use our videos. So I consider that success. Does it annoy me? Absolutely. But like the fact that in four years we could create innovation about visual and, and what text looks like there, I, I think that that's some of the power. That wraps it up for the week. We're heading into another big week here at The Volume. Make sure to subscribe and follow us at The Volume Sports on Twitter and Instagram. The Volume. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.